Hi, it's Brother Josh here, coming to you with a message, fight the good fight of faith. What is faith? There are two definitions, strong belief in God or in the doctrine of a religion based on spiritual comprehension rather than proof. The second is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Now, with the definition out of the way, let's look to the, what this message is named after. And we're going to go to Timothy chapter 12. Or, Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. Fight the good fight for the true faith. Hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have declared so well before many witnesses. We're not called to be a hot tub Christianity. Hot tub Christianity is not having faith. Hot tub Christianity is just going out there and saying, well, I have it. Real faith is speaking, if it be for myself, I'm declaring for my schooling to be paid. For my financial burdens to be lifted. And I'm believing for that. And I'm speaking as if I already have it. Because I already do. It's on the way. And let's look to where God first shows us faith in the Bible. Let's look to Genesis. Where he says, where he said, where it says we, to see spoke life into the world. He spoke he breathed into us the first man and made life. Where he said, let there be light. Let there be an earth. Let there be a heaven. That's faith. That's true faith. God... Is faith, God runs off of faith. God is faith. Faith is how the Father functions. Everything we do can be in faith or without faith, meaning either scared, doubtful, or we can stand up in faith and look whatever's in front of us in the eyes and speak, speak to it. Let the mountains dissolve and march straight forward. Or we can look it in the eyes and be scared and be like the children of Israel and walk in circles and not listen to, to God. Now, if we look into Romans chapter 1 to verse 17, Galatians chapter 3 verse 11, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38, Hebek, chapter 2, verse 4, and 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 7. These verses all say, in their own point of view, just shall live by faith. And that's throughout the New Testament and the Old Testament. They're the same exact either wording or the same meaning, just spelt out differently. So throughout the whole Bible, it says, the just shall walk by faith. Don't put your faith before government or man, but in Christ. Don't be scared of what man can do. You can only, they can only hurt your body. Instead, be fearful of the one who can destroy both body and soul. And with that, let's look into Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, whom, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So speak it forward. God doesn't want us to be poor.
God doesn't say, thou who has nothing shall have everything. He said, yes, the meek shall inherit the earth. But when he started talking about meek, he's not talking about possessions. And I'm not, nor am I saying that to have everything in the world. But we're not to be called to be poor. Jesus was not poor in his ministry. Jesus was not poor as a child. Jesus was given gifts as a baby. He took care of over 40 families throughout his ministry. They had someone to handle money. And you're not going to have somebody handle in a ministry have to handle money when there's no money to be handled. Now, it takes faith to take a steps. Like the father Abraham, as he was not knowing what would happen or what was going to happen. With that, we look when God called Father Abraham out to leave his father, that was faith. He followed God's word, not knowing what was going to come next. Not knowing if he was going to live the next day, but he had faith in God and he showed his faith on that hill up on that mountaintop at that altar when he took his son up. When he took Isaac up on that mountain and was willing to sacrifice him right before the angels told him to stop that's a faith that's a strong faith and that's a faith that we need today Hebrews eleven six says without faith it is impossible to please God for he comes he who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who delightly seek him so right there in Hebrews 11, verse 6, we see, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because without faith, we can't believe in God. We may not be able to physically prove to the naked eye that God is real or to the unbeliever, but we show it. We live it out. We act it out. Yes, are there things in the world that we can that we can point to and, and prove and have an argument? Yes, absolutely. But we're first called to have the faith. If you don't have faith, you have nothing. The spirit of faith and the spirit is a spirit of victory. If you have faith, you're going to have victory. You're going to have victory over the devil. You're going to have victory over every situation. Again, look to Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe, believe, and receive receive them and you will have them it doesn't say some of them well I'll pick and choose which ones I give you if you believe it you receive it it may not come today it may not come tomorrow but somewhere down the line that will show up on your doorstep and you need to be arms open wide taking it and saying glory to God Oh, glory to God. Oh, it's amazing what he does for us. We don't deserve any of it. The scriptures has nothing to do with what you can do by yourself. The whole of the scripture is nothing to do with what you can do by yourself. It's not you. It's Christ in you hope of glory it if we turn to Hebrews chapter 11 
which is the faith chapter. And I'll read it out for us. By faith we understand. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now with that in the first in the first verse explains everything. Faith is not a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's a it's a hope. It's a prayer. And it's as soon as you pray that prayer, you get in agreement with it and it's on its way. And then you're going to start to see once you get in an agreement and it's on, you believe it's on its way, you're going you're gonna to see the devil look at you and go, no, it's not. That new car you're praying for, it's not coming. That money you need to get by in your business, that's not coming. Your money to pay for a medical treatment for a loved one, that's not coming. That's when you get that's when you have to dig deep and understand the Lord is with me. He has not forsaken or abandoned any of us. The devil is a toothless lion who just likes to roar and seek who he may devour. But if you stand firm in faith you will get what you're asking for. Two. Verse two says, For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. Number three is, By faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. And right there in in verse three, that goes right that speaks to the Father's faith. That the faith, the Father functions in faith. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. By the word. Where he spoke everything to existence. So that the things which are seen were not made of things that are invisible. In the verse 4. By the faith Abel offered to God more excellent sacrifice than Cain, though which he obtained witness that he was religious, right, or he was righteous, God testified of his gifts, and though it, it he, being dead, still speaks. Chapter 11, verse 5. Enoch walked by faith with God. Verse 5, by faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not die. He did not see death. And he was found because God took him. For before he was taken, he had a testimony that he pleased God. Now let's step back and look at that for a minute. He did not see death. He did not die. So he was raptured. He was raptured from the earth. Same as Elijah. The same as the one prophet who had to fly 20 miles in the air by an angel. Who, I mean, just that just beats Uber and all these other taxis to bits. I mean, <laughs> what better way to travel than by angel wings through the air? I mean, and you, and you look at that. That his faith, his faith showed God that he could be trusted. That, and I believe that he's one of the two that'll end up in the in the Revelation times and come back to the Jewish people. I believe it's going to be him and Elijah that we're going to see, or that the people are going to see come back, and they're going to be the ones that are speaking and the prophets that are killed in the streets of Jerusalem, and this is. And that topic is for another, will be for another 
message. So I'm not going to get too deep into it. But I believe with his faith, he proved to God, God, my faith is yours. Do with my life as you will. I believe that God could could understand under, understood that he could send him and tell him to do whatever and he would do it and he would do it for the Lord without a second thought. And in it, and that he was pleased. He pleased God. He pleased God with his faith. I mean, we look back to back into um Mark Chapter 11, verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, whatever things you ask and pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Or, I mean, it just, it's, it, it, it's amazing how, how faith works. The faith is the key. And then we move out of chapter 5 into ver, er, verse 5 into verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe he is, that he is a rewarder of those who delight and seek him. And that's where it ties into chapter 5. Enoch believed. He believed, he believed, he believed. And he was taken up because he showed and God knew his heart and could see it, that he believed. And I, and I just want to ask right now, I want, Lord, give us the faith of Enoch. Give us the faith that gives, gives life, that gives us the ability to, to fight the good fight, to stay in the race, and to see it come to pass, your great works. Lord, you're such a good God. Loving, caring, forgiving, merciful, just amazing. It's all inspiring. I mean, words can't words can't put into fathom how good you are. I believe I believe that how they described heaven is the exact same way we can describe God or Jesus. Even the Holy Spirit. We don't know the half of it. It can't enter our minds how great in awe they are. They're just majestic. They're royal. Royalty. Just the, oh, the power and the love the care that they have for us and that we're able to have the Holy Spirit to guide us. Lord, I just want to thank you tonight. I want to thank you for all that you've done for for me and for my listeners, Lord, and for those who may not know you, who may be confused, who you may be right now intercessing with and they they don't know the pull on their heart of what it is but Lord let them see you for who you are and not for what someone paints you to be let them not believe the the that church is a a money grab or a, a, a scandal or or these things that men have made it to be but Lord, let it be a reflection of your glory and your grace and your and your faith in us. Your faith that breathed the life into us. Lord, you're just so glory, gloriful and magnificent. I mean, words can't put it into imagination. In Jesus' name, amen. So from that, we're going to move into chapter 11, verse 7. And it's Noah, a man of faith. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, 
prepared an ark to save saving of his house. Hold. By which he commanded the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. And see, that's another... That's that's a perfect story of faith. Is Is faith can make you look... And you have to look at it like this. Faith can make you look foolish at times. Whether it be Noah and his ark. Let's let's take out the fact that we we know we know that it that the faith was real. We know how that story turned out. But let's look at it as in a world point of view today. Noah's ark is being built right now. Someone says there's a big flood coming. It's the end of the world. Get on my boat and you'll be saved. And we looked at him and laughed. But he stood the faith. And he built that boat over a course of a number of years. That were many. Because that was a huge boat. And a huge project given to a faithful man. And it wasn't a one day bang out project. And it's off to the races and we're set in sail it was a it would have been a process and he kept the faith the righteous faith the faith that God loves the faith that God approves the faith that and we and we look back just look back into chapter and chapter 11 verse 6 but without faith, it's impossible to please God. He pleased him with that faith. And it's just, it just amazing that how, that how that turns out. And then we go into chapter 8, or chapter 11, verse 8. And it's by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called out of the place which would be, which would receive as his inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. He had no idea from Adam where he was going. He was called out by, by God. He had no idea if he was going left, right, center, backwards, forwards. But he knew and he listened to the word. And he listened to God's voice and he listened. And he went marching. And he followed that voice. And I, if we get into agreement, we follow that voice today, we will move mountains. The mountains will dissolve away and we will not have to walk around them. We will not have to walk over them. We will walk right on through it. The mountain will dissolve away. It'll be thrown into the sea. And now into verse 9. By the faith he dwelled in the land of promise as in a foreign country. Dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. It just, oh, glory to God. Oh, glory, glory to God. We move into verse 10. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builders and makers is God and I believe that and that the builders and makers that is the city of Israel that is the country of Israel and I mean just a oh what a what a verse for he waited for the city which has foundations whose builder and maker is God I mean, could you have a better foundation? Could you have a better builder? Could you have a better maker? And see, you need to look at today in the world, whether you be looking in the States, the United States of America, a nation founded on the principles, a foundation on God, a builder who was of God, and a maker who they made in the they made with God. They were founded on God. 
They were built upon his word. And you look at how a great country like the U.S. has fallen away and fallen away and fallen away. Canada's no better. It was founded on the doctrine of Jesus Christ, on the word of God, the foundation of God. And I mean, we both have lost, just have fallen away so much. And it's been the people now with the prayer and the faith to walk as a mighty army like the Israeli people and the Israelites walked out and walked straight through that Red Sea in faith and I've said this to people around town and to people who I've encountered the truck drivers in Canada represent Israelites walking out of Egypt. They were sent. They were, and to me, they represent the very ideal of the freedom. They didn't walk out storming out, kicking and screaming, yelling and bellering, and and raising pitchforks. They left, and they walked, and once they came to that sea, it was parted, and you look down, and those truck drivers that are in the state capital in Ottawa and around the world, they are driving straight through that Red Sea. They are being, the people have, have had enough, and God has ignited I believe the truckers have been ignited and anointed with a Moses capability to take us out of this, these lockdowns, out of the pain and suffering, out of the strain, out of the worry, and into an abundance, into a promised land. This nation was once great. Canada, the true north, the U.S. And until the faith of each nation is put back into the hands of God and we look and we bow our knees to him, there will be nothing will get any better. But I rest assure you, brothers and sisters, that is already on the way. Because I can assure you in Canada and in the U.S., the Christian populace is waking up to these unlawful and unfreedom, anti-freedom and, and disgust that is going on. We are going to march out of this stronger than ever. God is our forefront. God is our builder. God is our founder. God as our maker will be with us every step of the way for his love sticks closer than a brother and you can take that to the bank. They can try to freeze those all they want but you can take that to the bank because that's worth more than any dime, any gold, silver that you could possibly be given is you can know without a doubt that the Lord is with you. And I want to take a minute right now and I want to pray for the truck drivers in Ottawa and pray for the truck drivers and the the ones around the world that are standing up for freedom and such as my I've been down to a couple of them to see because I know know with the the fake news and the the people that that report on things aren't, aren't very truthful and I wanted to go down for myself and see I can say without a doubt, it is a godsend. These convoys have been a godsend. I have never felt more at home in my own land than I did that night that I went down to one of those convoys and to see the love every tribe, race, tongue, sexual orientation, whether gay, straight, they were all just loving and caring. All they want is freedom.
They just want their God-given rights. And I want to thank, and I want to pray right now for, for those who are fighting, who may not be wearing a uniform, but they're wearing Canada's on their heart. And I want to thank them for, for keeping everything peaceful. I know it's not easy. I know it's hard. I know at times with leaderships and whatnot that it can be very frustrating being called all the nasty and belittling words that he's called you guys. But right now I just want to say, Lord, thank you for the truck drivers. Thank you for those who have, who are risking everything, risking their, their, um, their, their health, their, their finances, their income, their, their relationships with other family members or friends. And, and Lord, I want to be with those ones that have, that who have lost everyone and who have lost, not even just lost everyone, but have lost people just because that they don't agree with them. And that those relationships, Lord, that I, I, I ask you to, to let them fall away the pain from those relationships that have hurt those people. Let them fall. Let it fall away. Let it fall off. Like shackles onto the floor. Let that pain leave them at once. Let them be healed. Let their heart be mended. Lord, I ask that you give them strength and courage to keep fighting the good fight. The noblest of fights. And having faith and have the faith in you, Lord, to deliver us out of this tyranny, Lord. Because no matter how hard they try to kick you out, burn you, throw you out, they never can get rid of the word of God. Lord, and I ask that as we stand, that, that you stand behind those and with those people who may have nothing after this. That yes, they, they win, that they've won it for Canada, but yet that they may be suffering or they may have the bills or, the, or any type of penalties or fees that they have, Lord. Just please take that. Take that from them now. I'm believing for a breakthrough with that, that, there's, that they are going to be so blessed and prosperous that they're not even going to know what to do with everything. And Lord Jesus, I'm just asking you to remove the, the pain and the suffering out of the people. Lord, I'm also going to ask that you you give wisdom to the leaders, give them ears to hear and eyes to see and hearts open to the people. Lord, I, I pray for for. Joe Biden or Justin Trudeau. Lord, no one is too far gone to be saved, Lord. And I ask you to please just move in them and let them see the, what they've done. And let them see the, the skin and come clean and come and, and show the people what they've done. And ask for forgiveness. If, if, and not just ask for forgiveness so that we have to forgive them. But Lord, I, I, always, I, I forgive Justin Trudeau right now for the things that he's done and said. For calling, it, for calling us terrorists. For calling us racists. Terrible human beings. Whatever. I forgive him, Lord. I forgive the people of the states that who may have che who cheated in that election, Lord, I forgive them. I forgive them because they don't know what they do. And Jesus, just please ask you to bring peace over the nations. You bring love over these nations. You bring a righteousness into these nations. And Jesus, just please protect me with those truck drivers, Lord. Let any type of raid that they're planning, Lord, let it be, let it fail. Let the 
whatever police raids they're trying to pull down there, Lord, let them fail. Let those truck drivers be safe and unharmed. As they've done nothing to anyone to deserve anything different. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, before we close, I have a couple more, a little bit more of Hebrews to go over. Therefore, from one man, as he, as him, as good, therefore, 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 from one man and him, as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky and multiplied, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. And that's speaking to God's faith of saying of Abraham's descendants of what was to come. The seashore, the sand, the innumerable amount of stars. And now we're going to move over into chapter 11, verse 13. And this is the heavenly hope. These all die in faith, not having received promise, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, confessed, and then, or that they were staring strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Chapter, or verse 14. For those say such things declare plentifully that they seek a homeland. And see there, they're speaking of the Jewish people again. They were seeking their homeland and they were given it as Israel, as the land of Israel. Now, verse 15. And truly, if they had called in mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire better. That is a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Oh, glory to God. Oh. He's prepared the city of Israel for them. He's prepared Jerusalem. Oh, wow. The faith of the patriots, patriarchs. My father Abraham, when he was tested, often offered up Isaac, when he, and he had received the promise offered up his only begotten son. This is also this is speaking on the faith of Abraham when he offered up Isaac on the altar. And in 18 it says, Of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up, even though the dead from which he had also received him in a refuge sense. Verse 20. By faith Isaac blessed Jacob, Esau, and concerning things to come. By Verse 21. By faith Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of his sons, Joseph, and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff, On the top of the staff, by the faith Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. And he had the he had the faith in the in the people of Israel to take them. The faith of Moses. 
Verse 23 to 40 goes as follows. Followed. By faith Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were afraid of the king's command. By faith Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the sons of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God to enjoy the Passover pleasures of sin. Passing pleasures of sin. See, in that, and in that, it shows his faith to not only his own brethren, as in. Continuing with the verse in chapter eleven, verse three. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. I mean, that that verse right there sums up so much. I mean, that speaks to the faith of God. That speaks to our faith. In the sense that we are to follow, we are to be like God. We are to be like Jesus. We are, that is our role model. That is who we should strive to be like. I know it's hard. I'm not perfect either with it. It's something I need to work on just the same as we all do. But I mean, if you look in the Bible where, and this is going to back to where the devil was tempting Jesus in his 40 days in the wilderness. The devil and Matthews tried to get Jesus to use unauthorized faith by turning the rocks slash stones into bread. That was unauthorized faith. That wasn't warranted. He knew what he needed to do. And the devil was trying to use his faith against him In the sense of saying, well, if you're not going to do it, it's because you don't have belief. And try to quirk and twist and turn like he's good at. But God one-upped him and showed him, and Jesus showed him that that wasn't going to be the case. He did not speak under pressure or of the in temptation when the devil spoke to him and was saying those things to him. You don't get to respond to their kind or you're going to get the kind you shall live by faith. Don't respond to other people's faith who are not on your level. If they're not in agreement... Do not respond with non-agreement. If they're going to respond with something that's going to damper or handcuff or speak against what you're believing for, put a muzzle on your mouth. Don't have any part because it's a snare and it's a trap of the devil. And people people will say stuff and they'll say about how you could come in today and say about, oh, come into your friend's house today and say, oh, God told me that there's, I seen this car and he spoke to me and said, that's going to be, that car you're going to get. You're going to get that car. Or that's the car that you've been dreaming of. And you're going to look and go, well, I can't afford that. Well, how am I going to get that? And he's going to go and go, I didn't tell you you're going to pay for it. I didn't tell you. And anything that goes against that is the works of the devil to try to uproot the faith, to uproot the agreement. 
Let's see. Put a muzzle on your mouth, on my mouth, while in the presence of wicked people. Bitterness and wrong talk kept Moses from walking into the promised land. Moses, as wise and respected as he was in his time, when all those when all the Israelites came up against him, and he turned to God and spoke in bitterness and anger. When he himself was a man, he was a man of, of faith. I mean, it takes faith to walk into a city where you could have been killed a snap of a finger by the Pharaoh or by a street street person or somebody that's on the streets or an Egyptian soldier to go in and say, let my people go. Let my people go. And each and every time that he walked into that and spoke and said, if not, there's going to be a plague. There's going to be locusts. There's going to be frogs. There's going to be blood. There's going to be all the way up until when he said that there's going to be death. That took faith. Because if we look at it in today's world, in today's point of view and in the secular point of view, we look at that stuff as hocus pocus and wave a magic wand and 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 we don't have the faith that was back then. We're, we've been lacking it and we need to get that back. We need to get back on track with the faith. Because this... Well, it's embarrassing. Isn't cutting it. Isn't going to cut it. I'm sure Moses, when he walked in, it's a little point, a little part of him at, at some points when he was doing that stuff. And it would be the devil that would be tacking at him and pulling on his strings, saying when he would walk in and go and say about the. snake and the rod and say that this is foolishness that I'm going to walk in with a stick and throw it in the ground it's going to turn into a snake I mean there, there's no one that wouldn't say that a part of them wouldn't look, look wouldn't think that would look foolish especially if it didn't happen and then you take a stroll all the way out into the middle of the wilderness when he's out there with the people and he's delivered them from Pharaoh by the hand of God and they say why have you taken us out here to die it'd be better to be stuck and stay in Egypt and be slaves because at least we'd have sufficient food and then Moses turns on God and almost shakes the fist at him to say why have you had me come out here and take care of these all these people like a mother taking care and nursing infants at the same time you spoke disbelief and fear you could have spoke and put faith and changed it and when he was speaking that stuff and that was what was just said he could have spoke and we can speak today we can speak faith over fear and not let the fear get in and take a stronghold. Because fear is not of God. It is of the devil. And where there's fear, there's torment, there's pain, there's suffering, there's hardship, there's hardened of hearts, there's anger, there's abuse, there's struggle. One bores to the next. We will have to give an account for every ill word that we speak or that was spoken. And an empty word spoken was a missed opportunity to change it. Where it says in Matthews, where we have to, where we're going to give an account on Judgment Day for what we speak. 
with every ill word that we speak. That is every word. It's not some words. It's not partial words. It's every word. Every word we spoke in ill intent. Every word we spoke in anger. Every word we spoke in pain and suffering. We need to have a sentry on our mouth. And under lock and key. Because words are like print a printer to paper. Once they're out, they're said. It's like with when with God speaking out and speaking forth the world into existence, he spoke it. His words didn't return void. Ours shouldn't return void. We should be speaking life. Love, peace into the world. There's a great deal through the Bible that says to say it, if with that being the case, then why is it a hook that it can be held the key of destruction? No guard on your mouth leads to evil. Faith without works is dead. Primary action is what we said. So no guard on our mouth leads will lead us down a path of unrighteousness. Not Having a guard on our mouth will lead us down a path of picking back off with picking back up at um, the beginning of chapter 11, verse 25. Choosing, Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasure of sin. So he instead of enjoying a sinful life, went back to be with the people of Israel, to showing faith, to have faith to go back to them instead of enjoyment. Esteeming the reproach of Christ, great riches than treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward That was verse 26. 27 is, By faith he forsook Egypt, and not fearing the wrath of the king, for the enduring as seeing him who is invisible. So he didn't fear the king of of Egypt. He feared the God. He feared the burning bush. He feared the sign doer the just over it just did that's powerful that that shows the the faith in and who he put his faith in it wasn't in man but it was in god the by faith he kept the passover and the sprinkling of blood less who destroy the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea by dry land, whereas the Egyptians to do so were drowned. That's verse 29 and 28. So in verse 29 it shows the faith. The faith that lives and the faith that dies. The faith to trust in God and the faith that faith that there is no God. You have to choose between one or the other. It's not a, well, I'll think about it. It's either he is real or he's not. There's a faith in believing in him. There's a faith in believing in other matters. By faith they overcame 
This is chapter third. This is chapter eleven, verse thirty to forty. By the faith in the walls of Jericho, telling falling down, after they were encircled for seven days, by the faith of the harlot Rab, did not perish with those who did not believe, when she was received the spices of peace. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell Gideon and Bark and Samson and Jehotha, also of David and Samuel, the prophets, who thought faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, and stopped the mouths of lions. That right there, verse 33 That those all refer to three different Bible Bible stories, and I say stories. We need to work. We need we need to to, to find a better terminology for saying that because when we say stories, we think of Peter Pan and um, Pinocchio or whatever. These actually were life events that happened where the Lord showed His provision, His strength, His mercy, His love, His anger. His wrath, but also his grace. Verse 34. Quench the violence of fire. Escape the edge of the sword. Out of the weakness where made strong. Become vigilant in battle. Turn to fight the armies of the allies. Aliens. Women received their dead. Raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better restruction, resurrection. Still, others had trials of mocking and scoring, yes, of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they saw in, they were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented. For whom the world has not worthy, they wandered in deserts, mountains, in dens, and caves of the earth. And all those having obtained a good testimony through faith did not receive the promise God having provided something better for us, and they should not be made perfect apart from us. So, with the closing of tonight, I want to go over something real quick. Faith is the vessel of works. Without faith, our works are dead. We can give all our money to the poor. We can, you can do X, Y, and Z. But where it says the only, the only way to please God is through faith. And just a couple housekeeping notes for, I know I've been away for a while and away from me, from the podcast and from you guys. And I apologize for not at least checking in. I'm going to be doing things a little different here in the next couple weeks. And there's going to be, start to be more of a, of a routine of, of releasing these messages to you guys. And, and I hope and I've, encourage you to to not just share what I say but or what I've share and not to make it I'm not doing this to, to make myself look good or make myself big I'm doing this to, 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 to bring the word of God to around the world and I would like to thank my faithful followers 
as you guys have, have stuck with me, even with my departure and with, with as long as I've been away with, with growing in faith and, 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 um, learning and, and really self-evaluating and really evaluating on what, what my position or what I need to be doing. And like I said at the beginning of this, this word is very important. And like I've said, I'm getting in agreement with the words that I've that I've said to you guys today. I'm in agreement that my schooling is going to be paid for. The Lord is going to abundant and beyond my expectations. And he'll go in abundantly and beyond yours if you give it. Give him faith. You give him that Daniel faith to close the mouth of the lion still morning. To know that he's your rock. But I'm going to be getting stuff out there to you guys. And be bringing messages um, on more of a regular basis. As well as I'm going to be putting out an email if any of you guys have any questions or or want to talk about anything that I'll be uh, answering and and getting to when I have the availability or um, the time, which I'll make make sure to make it for you guys. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys tuning into your into this podcast and to and to take the time to to expand your faith walk with me. I appreciate that. Um, I hope that I can help you build. And actually, I don't want to say I help you build. I hope that the, the Lord speaks to you and uses me as a vessel to help you through your faith walk. I don't want any of the credit. All glory goes to God. I am just honored to be able to be able to bring this to you guys. So have a good good night. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye.